0: Since the fall of Roe versus Wade, the pro-life movement has failed to stem the expansion of abortion. Pro-life advocates have now lost in all five state constitutional amendments. And the pro-abortion industry is planning to come to other states, up to a dozen of those, in 2023 and or 2024. And if they can win in Ohio, for an example, this could create a domino effect across the country. How do we defeat these efforts? You'll find out today on The Mark Harrington Show. Well, thanks, friends, for joining me again. I am your radio activist, Mark Harrington, and you're listening to and watching The Mark Harrington Show. You can pick this up on all the popular podcasting platforms and on my social media sites, Facebook, Instagram, and the rest at markherringtonshow.com. Today, we're going to be talking about a really important subject. Of course, every week when I come to you, it's an important subject because we're talking about life and death. And so today, though, however, we are staring down the likelihood of a constitutional amendment coming to states like Ohio in 2023 and 24, and we want to get into that today because this is the battle before us. Uh, The pro-abortion movement has signaled very strongly this is the play they're going to be playing in the next couple of years, and we need to get with it or else we could see defeats in states like Ohio. And just a little backstory, we are 0 for five right now in constitutional amendments, post Roe v. Wade, the overturning of Roe versus Wade in a post Roe America. That means we've lost in California and Vermont, we lost in Michigan, we lost in Kentucky and Kansas, and the pro-abortion movement is feeling their oats, if you will, and they feel like they can maybe make this happen in other states. So we're trying what we can, we're doing what we can to prepare for the likelihood of this happening in Ohio. And in order to discuss this, I have my good friend and colleague, uh, Peter Range, who is the CEO of Ohio Right to Life on the program. Thanks for joining us, Peter. How are you doing?
1: Mark, it's great to be with you. Thanks so much for having me on today. appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I appreciate all the work you're doing. So, Peter, you know, not to get into all the weeds here because it is a little bit complex, but... Just to go back uh, after the midterm elections, we saw the defeat in Michigan. We saw the defeat in Kentucky and Kansas. And a lot of us are alarmed, frankly. I, I've been sounding the alarm as, as long as I can remember after the row we weighed, uh, after Roe was overturned, trying to warn people that the pro-abortion movement is on the move and they're they're moving to states like Ohio to try to pass these constitutional amendments. And so I want to get into that with you. Uh, first of all, as we look at the constitutional amendment process, I think you would agree with me that this doesn't really uh, provide, say, the pro-life movement with certain advantages. Now, we have other advantages, but this, this appeal to de- direct democracy, that is a popular vote, like in the state of Ohio, where to, to enact a constitutional amendment in the state of Ohio is just a 50% plus one. And that's what gets it on the on the ballot, and or that's what can win it and put it on the in the Constitution of Ohio. And a lot of the uh, the pro abortion forces, you know, they have money generally as an advantage. They also have the media as an advantage. In many cases, uh, they have a lot of our, our institutions who are pro abortion. So we've been doing well over the last several decades in the state legislatures. Using what we call representative government—that is, where, you know, any any county or district or the state of Ohio, for example—is represented the same as any other district—and that's why I think we've done well. But these direct democracy uh, uh, efforts by the pro-abortion movement pose a brand new threat to the unborn. Uh, is that how you see it? How how do you see this all shaping up?
1: Yeah, thanks, Mark. You know, I think first and foremost, the fact that you can change Ohio's constitution with simply just 50% of the vote plus one is remarkable right. to me. Um, right. So that we need to change that just for the sake of Ohio's constitution so that outside groups from DC or around the country can't come in and change uh, our constitution on a myriad of issues, including this issue of abortion. And that's exactly what we have. We have a DC firm that's been hired called Mission Control by some of the mm-hmm. legacy abortion groups in the state of Ohio, like ACLU and Planned Parenthood. Mission Control, For so that some of your listeners know, this is the same political group that runs uh, Democratic Senator Sherrod Brown's campaign, for example. So we really believe that their ballot initiative will come in 2024, because Sharon Brown himself is on the ballot in 2024. But these groups are gonna pour millions of dollars into the state of Ohio that we have to be prepared for, and we have to prepare You know, the Ohio Constitution itself, it really should be a 60 percent threshold if you're taking it Mm -hmm. directly to the people to change Ohio's Constitution on any issue, let alone this issue of abortion. And so hopefully we can get individuals to understand and appreciate. They need to get behind House Joint Resolution 6, now House Joint Resolution 1 which is going to change the rules when it comes to changing the Ohio constitution, because it shouldn't be easy uh, to come into a state and change the rules of the game when it comes to these particular issues. So that's first and foremost, but people have to be um, awoken to the reality of the seriousness of this threat. So thank you for sounding the alarm because the reality is when it comes to this issue, The left has millions of dollars that they're going to pour into the state of Ohio. You mentioned the state of Michigan, of course. I mean, nearly $60 million poured in uh, to support Proposition 3. The Right to Life side did a fantastic job fundraising, $22 million or so fundraising for the life side. That's terrific. But we're going to need to match that here in the state of Ohio and get more if we have any chance, because so much of that money goes to paid advertising. And the reality is a lot of people don't pay attention to issues, quite frankly, until maybe three two, one week before the actual election. And so so much of what they learn or receive about these issues is going to be over TV. It's going to be on their phone. It's going to be on the radio in Kansas, mm-hmm. for example. I mean, the type of commercials that Mission Control was running in Kansas was all conservative language. Right. So they were saying things of the nature that um, you know, those pro-lifers, they're gonna to try to put government mandates on your bodies like they try to put a mask on your face during the COVID pandemic. So we know a little bit of their playbook. They're gonna to try to do the same thing here. They're gonna to try to hit you emotionally. Um, so we need to prepare both spiritually, practically and financially. So we're, we're ready to fight right here in Ohio in 2023 or 2024.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned the uh, <clears throat> the attempt to amend the Constitution to make it a 60 percent threshold. Uh, that's the battle that's ongoing right now in the state of Ohio. And we still had a shot at this. We haven't given up on it. Uh, and I know there's you know maybe a slim chance of this taking place. Uh, and not to get again, I don't want to get too far into the details, but the notion that they can change, we can change the Constitution of the state of Ohio at 50 percent plus one is ridiculous. Uh, there are other states that have different rules. I know Florida's a 60 percent, but uh, where does it stand without getting too far into it for those who don't live in Ohio? But I think Ohioans need to understand that there's still an opportunity to get this house joint resolution passed.
1: That's right, you know, and it's been incredibly disappointing, this process. We are hoping to get this passed during the lame duck session. It didn't happen. We were hoping to get it passed here in the month of January, and it's most likely being January 30th. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. So we're going to have to go through a longer process of more hearings uh, so that uh, we can listen to the different sides on this particular issue and hopefully get this passed possibly in the summertime so it'll be on the ballot. Uh, then in November for the people to vote on it themselves, whether or not they want to change the threshold. And as well, the amount of counties that individuals have to get signatures from to actually get something on the ballot, which I think is important too, because right now it stands at 44 counties. So you want the entire state to really be able to put their voice into a situation like this if you're actually gonna change the state's constitution. So hopefully again, then we can get it on the November ballot, which would help us then in 2024 now if you right. won't
0: help us in 2023 if they're successful in getting the constitutional ma- uh, amendment on the ballot in 23 right it won't affect that
1: that's right yeah the ohio physicians for reproductive rights they're aiming to get it on the ballot for 2023 they're going to introduce their language to the attorney general probably sometime in mid-february and then they're going to try to start getting signatures so we have to be prepared uh today to ready go out there and to stop them from getting the signatures and even getting this on the ballot Uh, But the reality is it might be difficult for them. It's not easy to go out and get 430,000 signatures And some of their language. You know, already in some of their interviews, they've been a little bit vague when it comes to are they going to have any limits to this particular constitutional amendment? So that fact, I think our attorney general will be able to look at and kind of poke holes in because the reality is the left wants to kind of leave some dark space or some gray space. They want to leave the door open for abortion through all nine months of pregnancy. Um, and you have to be exact in your language when it comes to these issues. So we're hoping right. that- And that's what can-
0: they did in Michigan. I mean, they were very vague on it. The, on the, and we understand in the, the constitutional amendment in Michigan, that is Proposition 3 basically made abortion legal up to the very moment of birth. I suspect that's going to be the outcome here that The amendment language in Ohio will be very much the same in regards to that, you know, abortion up to birth. We don't have the language yet. All we're going off of is what the pro-abortion side is saying about the amendment, right? So we don't have the language. We're hoping to find that. They say they're
1: going to come out with it sometime in February. Isn't that correct? That is correct. And, you know, already Dr. Lauren Bean, who's a spokesperson for the physicians group, she's admitted on the radio, she said, I don't think there is such a thing as late-term abortion. Um, So Mm -hmm. if you have their spokesperson admitting already that they don't believe in late-term abortion, when we know, in fact, that late-term abortions do take place, clearly they're shooting for all nine months of pregnancy. But that's also the way that they bring in some of the more national money because that's what these abortion groups want. They want abortion on demand, no apologies through all nine months of pregnancy. So we have to wake up to the state of Ohio, uh, the reality of the danger of this. If we lose this battle, we could wake up and babies could be killed through all nine months of pregnancy. We can't let that happen here in the state of Ohio.
0: Yeah, let's talk about some of the attack lines that, that we heard in Michigan and how we're going to best respond. I, I was in Michigan for several weeks helping with this uh, this program with Protect Life Michigan, our good friends there, and Kristen Polo doing a lot of the ground game, the door-to-door uh, canvassing and deployments. And one of the arguments that I kept seeing on the TV uh, ads was basically this, if you vote no, women will die as a result of illegal abortions. I know that's gonna come to Ohio. they're gonna they're gonna go to the extreme and they're gonna say women will die if you don't vote yes. I know that's a <laughs> I mean, they lie. I mean that we understand they lie. They're going to lie. Uh, how do you see that shaping up? I know what we, we're, we're talking about messaging now as to how we can confront what we believe they're going to bring, but how are you guys at Ohio Right to Life considering the messaging right now? Just, to, you know, obviously, I don't want trying to get, trying to put you in a corner here, but we've got to be prepared once this thing, the language comes out.
1: Yeah, that's right. I think the, my first response are women are dying right now in abortions. So half of all abortions True. are girls. Um, so That's a right. woman dies in this process. Number two, from a spiritual sense, we know that a woman is dying when she takes the life of her own child in her womb. I've met so many post-abortive women and mothers and fathers who are literally dying inside because they know that they've taken the life of their pre-born child. The third thing we have to remind people, too, is pointing individuals towards you know things like the Dublin Declaration, where OBGYNs have come together and they, they have talked about the life of the mother in these uh, life or death situations. And we need to realize there are two patients in this abortion decision. It's the mother and the child. And we need to do everything we can do to reach out and to save both and not choose one or the other. So unfortunately, I think the last thing we need to need to do in that kind of question or that environment is point people back to how the abortion rights movement began. They began by lying. They talked about Dr. Bernard Nathanson, how they used that same excuse that women were dying because of back alley abortions. Why we need the abortion issue. They're going to use that same language today. And it's simply not true. We as a society are better than choosing between one or the other mother or child. We have the medical capability today to do all that we can do to protect both mom and baby. And we will do that here in the state of Ohio.
0: My guest is Peter Range. He is the CEO of Ohio Right to Life. We're talking about the constitutional amendments, specifically the one that is likely to come to Ohio in either 2023 or 2024. As far as we can tell from our research, we predict that the pro-abortion industry is going to likely propose at least 10, maybe 12, could be more, of these uh, constitutional amendments in states like Arkansas, Arizona uh, and other South Dakota, North Dakota, the places like that. So, you know, as you look at the landscape post row, we're going to have and we already do in some some measure. We have abortion free states where abortion is against the law. It's illegal. It's outlawed. And then we have these abortion havens like Illinois, New York, California. Uh, States like that where women are traveling to have abortions. And then there are these middle-of-the-ground states, if you want to call them that, maybe purple states or Ohio, which even is a red state, where pro-abortion forces are targeting to bring these constitutional amendments, and they're thinking they can get these done. Ohio's a battleground state. Ohio's a battleground state for the presidency in 2024. I think that figures in, uh, and that's why, as you say, this group Mission Control working with Sherrod Brown would likely want to bring it in 2024. Either way, we've got to be ready. And so what are we doing? And I'm speaking about we, the coalition, which is Ohio Right to Live and a lot of other organizations across the state of Ohio. What are we doing to prepare for this without giving away too many of our secrets, if you will? I mean, the basic stuff that we all understand we've got to do, what are we doing now? What What can we ask people to start doing?
1: Yeah, thanks so much, Mark. Appreciate it. I mean, one of the things that I want to do in fighting this campaign is realize that we have to run this kind of like a presidential campaign. We have to approach this and be very serious, have a war room ready to go to fight Mm -hmm. this politically, because this is a political battle. This is a political fight. And so I invite your listeners to pray to consider volunteering, go to OhioLife.org, sign up to be a volunteer, just get our email updates, Um, consider donating and tithing financially. Um, And then lastly, you know, start educating, go to your local pastor, tell them about the reality that this is upcoming so that people are aware and ready to fight this when it does come up, whether in 2023 or 2024. But again, know that we're talking to firms all across the country, they're gonna be able to help us do the best commercials, the best advertising possible so that we will win this here in the state of Ohio
0: and we believe it to be true i mean i think we can win this we're going to have to raise a lot of money but you know with, all, with god all things are possible that's our state motto here in ohio and i would just make the call to anyone who's listening to or watching the program today that you may say oh that's an ohio battle well it's not necessarily ohio battle because if it happens as you said earlier in the program uh peter if it happens in ohio if they succeed in changing the constitution. Of the state of Ohio to enshrine abortion up to the very moment of birth. If you think they're gonna stop there, you got something coming. I mean, this is they're planning to take this across the country. This is uh, the battleground. We've got to stop them here. And so I'm asking you if you're you're listening, you might be in another state. We have to make this a national campaign. And so, you know, you're if you can chime in at any level, help us financially, what have you. We'll be bringing you updates over time here on the program. Peter, thanks for being on the show. Peter Range, Ohio right to life.
1: Thanks, Mark, so much. God be with you.
0: So, friends, uh, we need to treat the abortion battle like it's a land war, not with guns and tanks and bombs and missiles. But if we treated it like a land war, we would look at this state constitutional amendment issue differently. And let me explain. For an example, let's just think of Europe during World War II. The Allied forces lose Czechoslovakia. They lose Poland. They lose other European countries. What do they do? When they lose that territory, they retreat. They take their resources and their their troops and so forth, and they retreat to areas, to countries in which they can defend their territory. And so it should be with the pro-life movement. We have lost five state constitutional amendments. We've lost in California and Vermont, and we're losing in, in Illinois, these blue states, and Michigan and other places. And we should be moving out, in my view, moving out of these states as much as that is logistically possible, moving our resources into states that we can win, states like Ohio and other places where the pro-abortion movement is proposing constitutional amendments in 2023 and 2024. Now, I, I realize this is a tall order for the pro-life movement to undertake. I realize that much of the movement is run by organizations that are parochial. That means they they deal with their own turf, their own county, their own city, their own state, and they're not likely to relocate. However, they can use those resources in other states like Ohio. And that's what I'm asking the pro-life movement to do. We need to think differently in a post-Roe America. And, and when Roe was in effect, it was different. We were all about trying to change the US Supreme Court to reverse Roe versus Wade. Well, that's happened. That roadblock has been removed. Now we have a state by state battle and in 2023 and 2024, we're going to have up to a dozen or more states that are going to bring these constitutional amendments. It makes sense that the pro-life movement relocate, reallocate its meager resources, and they are meager for the most part compared to the pro-abortion side, to states to which we can defend, like Ohio. And I'm asking people to think that way, to think as if the abortion battle, battle is like a land war. And my fear is this, that if we don't do that, if we don't defend successfully territory like Ohio and other states, which we have seen historic gains over the last decades, like the heartbeat bill, which was put into effect here in the state of Ohio, then it was uh, uh, challenged in the court. And we hope that it will go back into effect here soon as the state Supreme Court rules on it that we would be able to keep these gains. I for one have not worked for several decades to see all the gains in states like Ohio be wiped out by pro-abortion advocates who who pump millions of dollars into the state of Ohio and other places to buy a portion of the state constitution. So, I'm exhorting you pro-life advocates to begin to think beyond your own borders if you will, your own states and think about the battle that's now waging in, or raging in these other states like Ohio. So we need to treat abortion like a land war. When we lose a state, when it becomes deep blue and pro-abortion like New York and a lot of the East Coast, a lot of the West Coast, we need to reallocate resources that's money, that's people, and and, and, and go into these states where we can defend them. That doesn't mean we abandon them altogether. We need to keep an insurgency uh, contingent in those states in order to save lives. But the idea that we're actually going to make progress politically in these occupied lands like California and New York and other places, Illinois, is just not gonna happen. But we can defend the states like Ohio and others. And once we win those, then we can go on the offense. But I'm afraid if we don't do this in the next five years or so, we're going to look back and wish that Roe v. Wade was never overturned. We could end up in a worse situation than we were when Roe was into effect. And now I know that's hard for people to even think about, but it's possible if we don't start thinking strategically and treat abortion like a land war. And folks, you can get involved with this battle, by going to createdequal.org, you can sign up to be a volunteer. We're going to start doing door-to-door campaigns here in the state of Ohio. We're also going to be continuing to do our road trip for life, which will be in states that matter. You can be a part of that, and you can support us financially by going to markharringtonshow.com, click on the donate link, or you can go to or.org and also donate electronically there. We can use your support Because everything's coming to bear in these constitutional amendments in states like Ohio and others. So we'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to MarkHarringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders
1: in the culture war we